Skiff, the email doc collaboration and also drive storage platform has shut down and here's what all you Skiff users need to know. There are lots of lessons uh, about the situation that apply to everybody watching, even if you're not a Skiff user. So make sure to stick around because there's some important announcements for you too. So first, for people who don't know what Skiff is, Skiff had open source email and also had drive storage and also document collaboration. It's somewhat of a newer service in the space and they definitely have made a splash a little bit when it comes to adding Web3 features and whatnot. And I definitely have seen Skiff talked about quite a lot and especially privacy communities as their CEO is pretty active in forums and things like that. Kind of took everybody off guard because uh, as of uh, the last 24 hours of me recording this, they just updated their website to be shut down. Um, so yes, as of right now, you can no longer create a Skiff account and they pretty much have this PSA that they're joining Notion. So their mission is to bring freedom to the internet by helping people collaborate and communicate with confidence and privacy. And they have an alignment with Notion, which for people who don't know, Notion is uh, kind of a organization platform, I'd say, that allows you to organize your thoughts. And it's very popular with people who are very productivity oriented. And I've heard really good things about Notion, though it's not really a privacy and security oriented tool. Now, if you scroll to the bottom of the Skiff website, you're gonna see this learn about migrating your data, which is gonna cover more of the details here, which is um, like what's gonna happen with the Notion acquisition. Um, pretty much uh, for people who need to look into this, there is no smooth transition. I mean, uh, Notion is not an email provider. And so Skiff is essentially saying you need to download, export your data, import it somewhere else. And the same thing goes for Notion. So um, Skiff will still be running their services. You can still use their email for the next six months or so, but keep in mind that uh, you need to move away ASAP. You should be able to import uh, the inbox file for your emails uh, into other email providers. And we'll talk later about different email alternatives for those of you who use Skiff. So again, just to summarize, if you're a Skiff user, you should still be able to log in and use your account, but definitely, definitely, definitely start exporting your data. Start right now so try to finish up within 30 days if you can export find somewhere to import it I'll talk about some alternatives at the end of the video that apply to everybody in the meantime let's go back to just everybody even if you're not a skiff users and what this means for the digital rights space because uh, I think there's some important lessons here uh, the first one I have some bullet points right in front of me so the first one is be wary of services that haven't been around for a while we talk about this a lot back here especially if they have yet to prove their business models are long-term sustainable it's very easy easy for a new service to come out and have all these cool things and get a lot of hype and get people excited for it. It's another thing to actually exist for years on end and actually provide people a usable experience that is maintained and has a consistent reputation. Be especially careful with VC funded services because a lot of them uh, still have to figure out if they are sustainable. Um, and I wanted to just quote a little something I said back in June 2023 on our forum at discuss.techlore.tech uh, where I specifically said quote, this is again, June 2023. They're fairly new, so nothing inherently wrong here. I'm just personally waiting to see more time under them and their products to develop. Tech lore is for the masses, and it generally takes me time to feel ready recommending a new service that mom slash dad slash sister slash friend will be able to use for the next five plus years without yelling at me for the service shutting down. And this is again in reference to Skiff. So it's not like I predicted this would happen. It's just, this is something that we actively bake into our criteria, which for those who are curious, I'm showing on the screen and it goes through different things that I like to look for in services uh, because people a lot of times ask how I decide between services and the criteria kind of closely aligns with how I look at things. And one of them is pass the test of time. 
Um, and that's just an easy way for me to be able to tell if something's actually going to stick around for a long time. Sometimes there are exceptions to this, like when the Mulvad browser came out, I did instantly trust it because it was actually a partnership with the Tor project who has been around for a long time. And also Mulvad's been around for a long time. So I had no reason to think that this one service uh, wasn't something that was going to stick around for a while. There is some uh, wiggle room, there is some nuance, but just keep this in mind. Be wary before you hop on, especially a brand new service that really hasn't demonstrated any kind of history. On that note, I also recommend my second bullet point is slowly lean into services and think twice before migrating 100% of your use case to a provider. It's okay to go 50-50. It's okay to go 70-30. It's okay to have maybe ProtonMail and then use Skiff for a few other things. So that way, um, as you're still exploring this over time, you can move more and more use cases over to Skiff, but that way you still wouldn't be 100% all in on one provider. Now, my third bullet point here is do not let situations like this scare you away from digital rights tools. There are so many great services that all exist on like our resources page that have existed even before like the Snowden revelations in 2013 that continue to demonstrate their commitment to their users. Um, so don't take that for granted. I feel like so many people don't really appreciate how hard it is to be in this business for 10 years or sometimes more. And I think that speaks volumes to uh, where their values where their values are. Um, so I actually know a couple of developers that are kind of upset about the skiff situation because in their eyes, um, this makes it a little bit harder for newer audiences uh, to use privacy tools because they're going to remain skeptical that these aren't tools that are actually good alternatives and they're going to shut down anyway. It decreases the kind of trust that users can have in, in the digital rights space when we see services like this shut down. Fortunately, it's not a super common thing, but um, I guess the fear is that if it starts happening more often, then people are going to be less likely to even attempt to use these services. So I'd say the takeaway for all of you listening is it's good for us to reflect um, on all of the services that do exist that are committed to sticking around. And also don't take that for granted. It's not a bad thing for a service to be around for a long time. I think it's actually a very good thing. And I actually, personally, you don't have to have the same philosophy, but in my eyes, um, that history speaks volumes, uh, especially in this space. And I'm always gonna be uh, more on the safe, I'm gonna feel safer going with a service that's been around for a long time with a good track record over a newer service that might have one or two improvements, but is brand new and has yet to prove uh, where its values actually align. It's easier to produce a slight improvement to something that already exists. It's another thing to actually sustainably uh, keep that going for a long time and actually be a better option over years on end. Next bullet point that I have here is this is why lately I've been avoiding in my personal journey some of these smaller projects um, that do I feel not really reassure me and they prove to me that they're going to last a long time. And it's this reason why we're not necessarily against services that are getting a lot of hype like Florp browser. Um, but it's that we're trying to be patient and see how it'll naturally play out for a while before officially covering and recommending it. Because again, it's kind of my responsibility to make sure that I properly communicate to all of you the pros and cons of different services. And I can't really do that if the services barely existed. Um, this isn't the kind of channel where I'm just going to look at something cool and go, guys, look, this is something cool. Check it out. Um, I want to be a little bit more critical than that and actually really in-depth analyze some of these things and give you real pros and cons to them, especially the cons. I feel like a lot of reviews for services like this are just overwhelming pros without talking about the cons. And this is actually an issue that plagues the entire tech industry, actually. 
Um, it's not just a digital rights thing. It's a big tech thing. It's very easy to build hype over something that's brand new that no one has used yet. And they can build a lot of users in the short course of six months. Um, and then they just disappear or they get bought out or they get acquired because that's how the space works. So again, please think critically before instantly just hopping on any kind of hype that you see on the internet because it's really easy to hype things up. It's really hard to actually nail the basics and keep that going for a long time. So if you're a SCIF user or if you're somebody who is not a SCIF user and you're just wondering what you should be using, I highly recommend checking out our resources at techler.tech resources. Again, there's a lot of transparent criteria. Um, it's personally what I like to look for in services. Um, there are other external providers on the bottom that have their own recommendations that are separate from mine if you want to get some other perspectives on this. For email specifically, I highly recommend checking out either Proton or Tutanota. They're both fantastic services that I use for different things. And I'm going to leave a video right here that talks about the differences between Proton and Tutanota um, and some of the pros and cons between them. You can't go wrong with either, but I think that's probably the best place to go for some of you SCIF mail users. And also join our Patreon if you like this kind of content. It really helps us out. It keeps us going. It's great. Definitely join it. See you next time on Techmore.